0: Welcome to the Sales Therapist Podcast. My name is Corey Clark. I'm a psychotherapist that loves working with sales professionals. The purpose of this podcast is ultimately to help and empower as many sales professionals as we can reach the best versions of themselves, whether that be mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially, and ultimately just be able to achieve their visions of what they want to create and then also achieve what God has envisioned for them. All right, guys, welcome back again to the podcast. We have such an amazing guest today and... I, honestly, I just couldn't be more stoked, man, to have you. This is Kyle Nielsen, one of uh, a, a lot of people listening to this podcast. There's no way a, a good chunk of them definitely know who you are. And so I'm just excited to be able to dive deeper yeah. into you and, and into your life and in your mind a little bit and be able to have a, a nice space for, for you to add value in this way, too. So thanks for coming on, dude. Sweet, no worries. Like, yeah. We've
1: kind of bounced back on dates, and you've been <laughs> gone, and I've been gone, and like,
0: <laughs> well, you're busy. I'm, yeah,
1: yeah. So I'm glad. I'm glad it all worked yeah. out, and I'm stoked to be here. So thanks for having me. Cool, man.
0: Um, I as I was thinking, and I, whenever I invite a pod, uh, a guest on, right, I'm always like, okay, what makes this person unique? What makes this person? You know, I don't want to just. You, we could always have the same conversation with pretty much anybody of like work hard. You know, we live your You know, that mm-hmm. type of stuff. Yeah. Mental health. And so I'm trying to get more and more what what does this person bring to the table in terms of our type of conversation we could have and and the first thing that came to my mind when i was thinking about you was actually our first interaction um well we've had our first interaction was on social media yeah and then the second one was in person and that was at door to door con last year that's right right and you know for me and my business you know obviously like as i've built it you have certain people of like that you follow that like wow that'd be that'd be a cool person to have in my connection, right. With my business and and whatever it may be, or just had to know them. And so I remember one morning and and I'd been following you. We'd been, you had followed me, I followed you and I'd been following you for a while. And I was like, dude, Kyle just seems like an actual, really just a good person. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to just reach out to him. Right. And up to this point, I've played a lot of like waiting for people to reach out to me, you know, Mm -hmm. in the business at that point. And, uh, I was like, I'm gonna shoot him a DM. And I shot you a DM and then boom, what, three seconds later, a couple minutes later, whatever, here's Kyle hitting me back, and we chatted up a little bit and just had a really good conversation and um and planned to kind of meet up and whatnot. And then we met at, you know, Door DoorCon. And uh I felt I was like, wow, Kyle's really cool. And then I met you in person, and I'm like, you have this ability that I felt like this guy genuinely like cares. There was a, I felt valued. I felt loved. I felt appreciated. I felt like he was interested in me. Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't know if that's always a common experience in the door, in the sales space with, with leaders and that type of thing. So all that to say, when I was thinking about you, my question, my first question, I just want to, and think I want to talk about is you seem like the friend to the friendless. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like you have this, you're well connected and, maybe this resonates with you on a deeper level but i'm curious what what's where's that come from for you
1: yeah um i, mean, I think it comes from i mean a little bit for how i was raised like yeah. i'm one of six kids one of five boys sure. my little sister was born a few years after my youngest little, my my youngest brother so i was like the middle the middle kid yeah um, and so with that it yeah. was yeah. kind of not not the forgotten kid but like for money and budget and stuff like when my old two to older brothers they both played baseball yeah they you know, piano lessons and all that. And when it was my turn, it was like we either don't have the money, or I had to go mm-hmm. and earn it, like myself, sell chocolates, do yard work, like right, okay, to do it. And like yeah. so, I would kind of get skipped. And like by the time it was my age, it was like, well, he's too old to learn piano now. So like, we're gonna give piano lessons to my younger brother or my other yeah. younger brother. So like, I was kind of like not and not intentionally. Like my parents, i definitely felt loved. Came from a good family, course, good upbringing. But like, I also wasn't very like outspoken on like what my desires were and goals were is like to what I wanted to learn. And so for me, like, because I was kind of that not forgotten child, but forgotten child in the middle, like my, my mom called me the peacemaker. Yeah. Like I wasn't the one causing a lot of the problems, but I was the first one to go give her a hug and like apologize for the collective group of boys, you know, like, and so for, I think looking back, like if I'm thinking about the answer to that question, I think it's, it's because a lot of times in my life, I didn't feel as seen yeah, um, or as heard as, you know, maybe I would have wanted to. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like, and also growing up, I didn't have a lot of money and a lot of resources to go out and like yeah. give financially. And so I learned that giving a hug, giving a high five, giving yeah, a smile, more. giving a conversation like is almost more yeah. you know in in a lot of ways but also like give what you can and yeah. give from what resources you you have yeah. is, is that and so that's if i look way back to like my childhood that's kind of where i think it or or, or yeah origin, originally yeah, kind of came yeah like the origin story of that <laughs> yeah um but then also like in this in this space um and it kind of throws people off like whether it's um, you know, reps in this space or whether it's, well, it's not an alpha male bro type of, you know, you're very opposite in that. Yeah. yeah, And and it's like, even like some of the, like the NBA guys that I hang with and that I'm like, it takes like, they're like, what does this guy want? What is he trying to get in return? Because like, he's nice. He's trying to be sincere. Like what is his angle? Because this industry is built around like, what is, what's his angle? What's his motive? What's the, like, what's the underlying reason why he's, he's inviting me to this or that. I'm like, I just want to go play golf with you. Like yeah. I genuinely want to just go hang out at a jazz game with you guys. Yeah, like, like it'd be fun. Like, to, and if we can yeah. talk, great. Like if it comes up later and I can add value to you, then great. But, but like that's not that's my just point. That my point. Is just to like if I can add value to you, I don't care about the value in return. Yeah. Like that's going to happen naturally, totally in their own ways. And so like I think my goal as a leader, as a friend, as a father, as a husband, is just to like provide value and give. Yeah and give and give and give like and if i do that like th- i believe there's like an eternal law somewhere in the heavens <laughs> like yeah. if you yeah. give eventually you're going to realize you had everything you ever wanted or yeah. needed you know yeah. and so and and that's the hardest thing as a giver the hardest thing to learn how to to learn is like when those blessings or those things are reciprocated like it's hard to learn yeah. to accept them cuz you almost feel like no like i'm not supposed to get I'm yeah. trying to give, like, stay there. Like, but then those blessings come. And does that make, does that make sense? It a
0: hundred percent makes sense. It, it absolutely does. And, and it's funny just like, I think some people learn that lesson faster than others and in other ways, but I think the overall principle and and I've had to continually check myself too of like, why am I, you know, reaching out or why am I involved in this thing? Yeah. And, and there's some things where I was involved in and I didn't, enjoy being involved yeah. in, but I was because of a secondary thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, if it, that is the only motive I'm here, it's either I choose to be here or I, I need to yeah. leave. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and there's been a couple of things where I've just like, I'm going to leave this because mm-hmm. I actually don't genuinely really want to be yeah. there. And so, um, I think when it comes from that, that place of like, and it's funny, like even our, our relationship, I, you showing that to me, only like, it's, it's been that since return of like, I mean, you're the VP of, you know, what is it, VP of sales yeah, adaptive? Or president of president sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone would say from my position, you'd be an attractive person for me to be connected to, mm-hmm. right? But I could care. It's not like, I don't see that as yeah. like the benefit for me. It was when you showed that love and I'm like, wow, this guy's genuine mm-hmm. and wants to connect with me. I'm like, dude,
1: I would yeah. love a friend. Yeah. Well, dude, like I saw the difference you were making in the space Yeah, and like I've had, you know, reps and friends that have yeah. talked to you and used your services sure. and things. And like, so like, I honestly, I was like, I just want to shake this guy's hand in person <laughs> and like tell him like, Hey, thank you sure. for one, for lessening a few of my phone calls. <laughs> like, yeah. um, but, but two, just for, for putting yeah. yourself out there in the space yeah. and betting on, betting on your, yourself, you know? And so like, I think that's, that's to kind of circle back to like why am I that way or or why should people kind of be this way? Yeah. Um, Like I wasn't also like, I wasn't very good at sports. Like I liked playing them. I love playing them. Like I love being active. Sure. But because I didn't bring the strongest arm or the fastest run time or lap time in the pool, like I didn't bring all-star or superstar values. Like to me, I was like, I, I have to be the locker room guy. I have to be the guy that people like the hype guy that's getting behind everyone, like hyping them up. Like. Yeah. How can I provide value where, you know, I'm not providing, you know, raw athleticism or other things there? And like, and I, I don't know if, I mean, and we've talked about your sales journey and stuff. But you were good sure. at sales.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, sure. yeah.
1: Were you or I ever a golden door winner type of person? Like, I'd like to think that if I went out now, I could go out and bust out sure. a golden door, sure, you know? Absolutely. And, and, I, and my confidence level is there. But like in my yes. best years, I wasn't ever the goat yeah. of selling. And so it's like, what else can I provide?
0: Yeah, That's not that. This is unique that we're talking about too. And I think it'd be cool to paint this picture for people listening because what we're really talking about here too is it could be a core insecurity, but you've turned it into a strength. And when I, when I say the core insecurity, it's, it's, and this will probably resonate with you on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. It's a fear of being unwanted. Yeah. Right. And sometimes like as a 12 year old, what 12 year old would just what does 12 year old want just to be yeah. <laughs> accepted to be, to be in, and, and to be like, in and accepted and loved and valued. Right. Yeah. And so sometimes I imagine there's been moments in your life where I'm just assuming you can correct me if I'm wrong, where maybe you've sacrificed some of your needs for the sake of someone else just mm-hmm. to feel one wanted, wanted and valued and accepted. Right. Yeah. Which you also in return learned, Hey, the more that I'm the, the locker room guy, like the, like that is my place. That's where I feel good enough. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think, there's, there's so much value in that process because I think where it could get dangerous for some, uh, it's not for you. Um, and maybe it has been in mom- moments in the past, but where some is where they, when they feel, wow, I'm putting in all these efforts to please and help and love. And I just don't, and I still feel empty. Yeah. Right. Whereas right now what I'm hearing, what I see from you is like, dude, you are strong in who you are and you know, you are loved, wanted valued, mm-hmm. just who, because of you. Mm-hmm. And you love yourself. You've just developed now these habits and these skills to love others in such a tremendous way that that has from maybe some core experiences that taught you to be able to do differently than most. Yeah, but that core insecurity doesn't seem like that haunts you as much or tries to creep in as much. It seems like it's more no, I'm secure in who I am. I'm just choosing to love.
1: Yeah, and so like I think where does that makes sense? Yeah, 100 okay. percent. and so I'll try to kind of
0: yeah like, yeah, kind Connect- of go through yeah. my, my yeah. mind
1: with with where I'm at with that. So typically people think there's, you know, passive and aggressive. Like uh, if you're looking at the this, this spectrum of like sure. personalities that like you're either this alpha yeah. you're the boss or you're this passive like giver that gets yeah. stepped on like, or whatever. Yeah. And, and passive people are typically attracted to the, the aggressive sure. people because they're the ones that get stuff done. They can follow, they can give, they can yeah. do that. And aggressive people. And I'm, and I'm not using these as bad, as bad yeah. terms, like passive and aggressive, like you can say Alpha, like a, a sure beta, whatever. Like yeah. but in that scale, those if you're looking at the pendulum there, and most people the extremes only, the extreme ends. Most people the only think that there's those two. Yeah. And and again, the the aggressive people or the more like the more self-starters, leaders, sure. They're attracted a lot of times to the the passive people because they can get their way, they can tell them what to do, they do it. You're right. And and if that's not if they're not self-reciprocating, if they really are the true passive and aggressive, and they're not kind of closer to the middle, then at some point the 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 passive person gets caught in like this passive aggressive loop they finally yeah. they, they've had enough they say something that they can't take back like yeah they they, they then feel undervalued they're like well dude why is this why am i being taken advantage of yes and, and and then same on the on the aggressive side if you're that you're you're continually churning through your passive friends yeah. because you're burning your your bridges and so like i try to operate and i'm not perfect but i'm learning like we're all learning sure. um i try to operate like from that like middle ground abundance and then let's just call it like an assertive place. Yeah. So you have passive, which I do see, that's how I view it and assertive kind of in the middle and the pendulum swings. Like sometimes I need to be a little more aggressive. Sometimes i need to be passive. Like we're all in this and I don't think any one of us is like all the time this or all the time that like you're, you're there, but this, there's this assertive space in the middle. And what I've learned obviously from, from you, you have to learn to say no. Like
0: mm-hmm, yeah, givers,
1: givers need to set limits because takers <laughs> have none, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Um, but what I've learned is to maintain that kind of assertive or abundant space where there's, you know, if someone from another company wants to talk to me about sales skills or mental or mindset or talk to me about like life, like I'm open to it. Yeah. And yes, if eventually that leads them coming to our, to my company, like great. But is that my intention of responding to them? No. Like yeah, there's enough to go around. If yeah, I'm there's... knocking in a neighborhood, and another competitor's there. I'm gonna say, hey, I've been here. I haven't touched this stuff yet. Let's just share and let's not try to overlap. Let's save each other's time, heartache, hassle. Let's both make money.
0: Yeah.
1: And if you try to knock my side, like, then we're gonna get aggressive. Yeah. But like, but let's <laughs> yeah. just go. Like, there's, let's, there's, there's, a m- there's, two pieces of pie right here. Don't eat mine. I won't eat yours. We're good. Like. Yeah. Um. But to kind of maintain or live in that in that assertive space or that abundant space, if you want to call it that. Um, to me, it's, you have to have clear communication, like you have to communicate what Mm -hmm. your expectations are. So clear communication, um, proper expectations, and that sets boundaries. Yeah. So if you can have clear communication in like your intentions or your meeting or, or with what you're kind of working through with that person or that Mm -hmm. group or that team, you can set proper expectations. Those expectations Which lead to protect boundaries. Yeah. Protect both parties. Both parties. And yeah, yeah will course. the pendulum still swing a little bit? Yes. But you're not on this extreme of either a passive or an aggressive. Totally. Because what I want to avoid in life as much as I can is that passive aggressive loop. Like yeah. I don't ever want to say something I can't take back. I don't want to ever do something like where the, the pressure just gets yeah. so big that you're like, well, fine. You know, like, mm-hmm. and so that's for me, as I've learned to kind of live in that abundant mindset, um, I've learned that clear communication, proper expectations and boundaries are so, so key to that for my own health yeah, and well being and for the other person or the other party or the other company, you know, like that's yeah. kind of where where it is. And if you have that, then like you're rarely going to allow yourself to be taken advantage of. And it did take me, you know, years some, and yeah, sure. some mistakes and some costly mistakes, some high dollar amount mistakes, some friendship. Like we all, you know, have things yeah. we wish we could do differently. And um, you know, thanks for giving me a chance to kind of share that. Here. Yeah. That's unique. Does, it, right? does, that, does that make sense? Did it, that... It,
0: it absolutely, it absolutely does. And and there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, and the reason I say there's no doubt in my mind yeah. is because I know my clientele, yeah. but there's I, a percentage of clients that
1: this will just be like, boom, mm-hmm. this hits home. And I will say that, um, for a long time, when I thought that I was being abundant or assertive, I was more on the passive side, like, mm-hmm. cause that's, that's where you typically come from. Like, the alpha or the, the, the aggressive side is this is mine. I'm going to take it
0: you yeah, know? Yeah. and
1: and you're there and rarely are you like, yeah, I'll share my kill. I'll share my prey. I'll share my spoils, sure. you know, but when, but I was like for a long time, I was operating from this, like why I'm being abundant. I'm being assertive. I think there's enough to go around. Why, why am I am still, I, why am I yeah. kind of feeling like I'm being taken advantage of here or there? Yeah. And so as I moved more to the middle, it was what moved me. There was again, that, clear communication, proper expectations, boundaries, Boundaries. like that was, that was it.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, I mean, I I was literally on a call this morning with a client talking about expectations and I'm like, this is mental health kind of one-on-one, but, but a lot of our frustrations, anxieties, or upsets, a lot of it comes down to the mismanaged expectations. Yeah. And, and a lot of us aren't aware of actually what, am what am I expecting? Yeah. You know, Yeah. and do I have unrealistic or, you know, not enough expectations mm-hmm. to something and then it creates suffering, right? Yeah. Um, To where, yeah, especially in a relationship or with people or, or with yourself, having those expectations creates those boundaries, which allows you to confidently be assertive and feel okay about it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's just about trying to create win-wins and, and again, like. A win-win isn't always fifty-fifty. Yeah. Sometimes the win is ninety-ten. Sometimes the win is forty-sixty. Sometimes the win is yeah ten-ninety. Like yeah. Let's
0: talk. Let's talk on that abundance a little bit because that's yeah. a, that is a that is a mindset, right? That and I think we're talking about it in a little bit of a unique way. What, you know, for you, mental, mentally, like, and just like satisfaction, and just like, oh, I'm at, like, I feel good mentally. Mm-hmm. How does that correlate with, and what does that abundance look like? Right. What is what does that look like for somebody like you? Cause you, I mean, you're, you're involved with a lot of people. You're you, I see you give all the time showing up to events, doing things mm-hmm. like, but I also see it returned. Yeah. Like from an outside following you, I'm like, it, it's returned. People like, yeah. they love you, you know,
1: hopefully I I, <laughs> you know? I, I
0: love you <laughs> the, the feelings there. And love so me too, bro. thanks, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. So
1: I, I, uh, yeah. Tell me about that abundance. Yeah, like I I just feel like if I get to the end of my life, I want to be in a place or the end of a week, the end of a day, not wishing that I would have given more. Yeah. Like, can we always give more? Yes. There's always more to pull from, but like most days, weeks, months, years, I look back at my year, I look back at my week, and I'm like, did I did I do good? Yeah. You know, like to me. And I'm not trying to go religious or anything on this, no, but, you know, but there's, there's a like a song in, you know, in my, my church that like, is my kind of my daily, like prayer my daily mantra, okay. like outside of like my daily mantra during the summer for sales and stuff is if not me, who, if not now, when, yeah. and we can circle back to that if you want to at all. But like, for me, it's like right now, if not me, who, if not now, when, like that's, yeah. that's my like motivation starter. It's yeah, not, right. you have to be the lion. It have to be like, it's just like right now, like I'm the one that's here. So there's mm-hmm. no one else to do the job. And now is the time to do it. So if not me, who, if not now, when? And that's, that's kind of always in my head, but outside of that, like end of my day, my like prayer or my self-reflection or my meditation yeah. is, have I done any good in the world today? Yeah. Have I helped anyone in need? Have I cheered up the sad? Have I made, have I made someone feel glad? If not, I've failed indeed. I love that. Like that to me, if I can live. Doing good. I was wondering if it was that one. Yeah, that's that's it. Like that's really it. I was like, like, that or like give said the little stream. There's no way it's give said the little stream. But like it's really, have I done any good in the world today? Yeah. Like, have I cheered the sad? Have I made someone feel glad? Like that's really it. Like have I reached out to somebody and just said, hey, dude, I love you. Like, hey, I'm proud of you. And like have I have I gotten to my kids' levels, given them a hug and said, Hey, you matter. And um I would rather get to my end of my life exhausted because I gave. Yeah. the knowing that I could have given more and that I didn't tap into that charitable giving side of my life. Yeah. Like that is to me like money aside, fame, notoriety, likes, shares, reposts, sure. blue checks. Like to me, it's on, on a scale of one to 10, how much am I giving and how much, like how much does it hurt to give? Like yeah. that's really when you know, when you know it's inconvenient, like is when you need to give more. Like my yeah. dad growing up. Was the first person getting home from work, working construction, getting up at four or five in the morning, working hard? You know, two knee replacements, a shoulder surgery, like later in his life. Like he was the first one that when he was getting off the freeway to get home, he'd get a call. Okay, I'm going to go help this person. Hey, we got around with the boys. We're going to help this family move.
0: Yeah,
1: he was the busiest, labor-intensive person that I knew growing up, or growing up. And uh, he was also the first person, like the first responder, whenever. Mm-hmm the emergency flare went up in the sky.
0: Yeah,
1: And, and so for me, like I have big shoes to fill with my dad and, um, looking back, like I hated it when I was younger, it was like, no, don't pull me away from my friends or my games, or yeah. my this to go to that. But at the end of every time we were giving or giving service or helping, like that filled a part of me that no amount of fun or mm. winning or wealth, you know, wealth could yeah. have, could have filled. And yeah. so like, I I just like, I've had good examples of people that have given and, um, you know, ultimately like I've been given a lot, so I have to give. Yeah.
0: I, uh, it's that,
1: uh, the phrase, um, we get more to give more. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And that's honestly like my drive now to like amass more, more wealth and resources Totally is to elevate how much I can give yeah. and to how much impact I can have. Like the ripple the ripple is, you know, this, if you throw it into mm-hmm. the end of the pond, you throw a boulder in the pond, like the ripple gets really yeah. big. And so like, for me, it's like, why do I want to, to gain more wealth and resources yeah. and, and influence and networks? It's because with those resources, monetary or non, yeah. I can make a bigger impact and I can make a bigger difference.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it. I, uh, I'm, and there's a lot of ways that you can give, and even, even like the, the blue check, the, the follows the shares the likes you know that in a way too is is a not something to maybe it sounds like not something necessarily to go and search for to achieve Mm -hmm. but more this could be the right it seems like it's a byproduct yeah to giving a -hmm. a, a truer principle and and value right like and and i always preach that too of like live values right like what are your values that you have live those a lot of the things you actually want that you, you, you think would be nice to have a lot of those are byproducts yep. to the values that you choose to, to live and to, and to really practice and, and preach. And so, and that's, and that's something I try to apply in my life too. And, and, and I love that feeling of giving and like that sense of trust that comes with it. Yeah. You know, it's almost like a, like a sense of power Yeah, of like, Hey, things are going to be all right. Yeah. You know? I used to have this exercise with clients that were like really financially struggling mm-hmm. and not like, like literally no money in the bank. They had like enough, right? Like they're paying bills, but like kind of, you know, do I want to go spend this on food? I'm not sure that type of money. Right. And I'm like, dude, put a $20 bill in your pocket and just throughout the week, just have it in there in your pocket the whole week and just wait for an opportunity to give it. You'll know when it's there, but when yeah. it's there, give it. And just practicing that. just to give to somebody. And that feeling of like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, which is, it feels so good. It It does. It does feel so good. Absolutely. And I think a a cool way that you're giving to, and that's why I want to pop on the, there's multiple ways to give. And right now, like, sure. Like there's a lot of wealth to build Mm -hmm. and there's, that provides more of an opportunity to give. But even you using the analogy of like coming home and hugging your kids and like, Hey, you matter. Yeah. That is giving. That is giving. That is actually, I, 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 think, I think, almost more
1: than, Yeah, more than the money.
0: Yeah, 100%. And to feel that and to have someone feel that importance and that level of like, I matter. I'm like, gosh, can you give any more than that? Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful, right? And so it reminds me of my daughter coming in and, dad, how do I look? What do I, you know, she gets dressed for the day. Yeah. Dad, look at me. And I'm like, what does she want me to tell her? She wants me to tell her she yeah. looks So pretty today. Yeah. Right. And it's like my favorite, it's one of my favorite things just to be able to tell her how pretty she is, you know, Mm -hmm. she's three, but you can tell it just lights up her eyes. Right. And that is giving. And so, yeah, if there's, if there's something also that people pull away from this, it's you can give financially, monetarily time, you know, that type of stuff and, and help in that way and service. And, but you can also give emotionally. Yeah you can give you can give
1: love to and people I, so many people are like sorry to cut you off, off no, there, please. but like so many people are emotionally depleted dude and and like and that's you know the there's the oversharing of negativity and like the world troubles and like like sorry, I got an itchy nose here sorry <laughs> um like there's the oversharing of of that in the news outlets and like everything is bad 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 and like it is draining
0: mm-hmm.
1: like it's one of the reasons why during the summertime like I don't go onto Facebook. I stay off news outlets. Like I don't look yeah. at the news. I don't follow politics. Like I just need to be mentally in this place where I can operate from again, that abundance where I have stuff to, sh- I have extra to share yeah. and not like, I'm not drawing from like the negative stuff going on, but like so true. in like a society where we're emotionally depleted, like telling people they matter and letting them feel seen and heard like is so, so important. Yeah. And like, I, I I, imagine like a lot of your clients, like their manager isn't opening, isn't giving them a space or totally. creating an area where, where they can go and pull the manager aside. And it's like, I'm really having a rough day. Like yeah. it's been a rough week or this is going on or that's going on. And actually walk away Be, from yeah, that Yeah, because so much of, yeah. so much of it. And like, I, like I followed Gary Vee for a long time. Yeah. Um, and you know a few years back it was this hustle grind sure. like if you're not hustling and grind like it was that was his mentality and like that was his phase of life yeah. but lately he's kind of come full circle with things and it's it's give it's empathy it's abundance it's yeah. it's it's kind of operating and i think that as he's moved away from that phase of his life and i think the phase of of culture mm-hmm. like then like he's been in tune with what like not only his fan base needs but like what people need nowadays and Back when, you know, your first summer selling or my first summer selling, like you called your manager and you're like, Hey, I'm having a rough day or Hey, like, I'm not mentally all there. I'm going to go out and work. I'm going to go out and work. Yeah. But like, like, it's just rough. Yeah. It's it's like, you know, you little, you know, like like, get out there and do it. Like, Oh, you're a dog to be a dog. You got to like, and like that worked to a certain degree. Sure. Like if you worked through it and you, if you saw a sale, then you're like, you know what? I did work. And like, that was giving you a little bit to put back in your cup. Um, but most of the time it didn't. Most of the time it led to, again, like what's worse than not being heard is giving yourself an opportunity to to be heard by somebody and they don't hear hear yeah. you or or you don't feel heard by that person. Like not having someone to hear you is the worst. Yeah. No. Like, but I think just right no. there is having someone that should hear you that doesn't hear what you really need, and and so again, like that's for for me, it's it's how can i help the people that feel either unheard or not heard enough
0: yeah i love it i uh i think it ties into which it's it's and i see this in the industry too and i think you're not just even in the industry but in sales in general but in the world you're seeing loneliness creep in a lot and i think that's also why you know you know communities and masterminds and groups and like you're seeing that just catch on, yeah. right? Like fire. And I used to be kind of skeptical, but I'm like, no, it is so good to have a community aspect to your life, a place mm-hmm. to, um, feel connected because social media won't do it. Yeah. It'll, it'll trick you and it'll make you feel like you're satisfying social needs. It's, just, it's false. It's, just dopamine. Not, yeah, it's, false. It is.
1: it's so false.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I think there's so much that, that so much power in, in being able to find that, that deeper level um, connection in, and in regards to loneliness. Um, and I'm hesitant to say the research cause I think I'm going to butcher it, but it's something along the lines of like loneliness is declining health, um, faster than smoking 10 packs of cigarettes a day. Wow. And, and if you think about it, like if you've, if you've ever experienced like a, a deeper sense of loneliness, I know I have, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's you're, mentally, it just is like something's totally off. You feel so disconnected and, and that loneliness is, it it can eat you up. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of guys in the space do feel isolated, you know, and, and loneliness is, you know, you, you, all of us are in charge of our own connection and loneliness, right? Like can't blame that on anybody. You can't be like everybody, you know, I'm this, nobody wants to be like, you get to create that. And a lot of that's through being vulnerable and so I'd say if you don't have people in your life, like Kyle, <laughs> that are willing to naturally just let you feel valued and loved, you know, cause it's not for like, not, not everybody has that person mm-hmm. that has that ability to just be like, dude, I see you. And then it opens that wall to breaks down that wall to vulnerability. I'd say, if you don't have that person, I promise you, you do, you just might have to be the first one to let yourself be seen. Yeah. Right. And be real. And be vulnerable, and I promise loneliness is—it's not—it's—it it, it can't hang out with you if you're if you're vulnerable and connecting with someone on a deeper mm-hmm. level.
1: It just—it can't be there. Yeah, and like you talked about masterminds and, and like those things, and how they are—you know—catching fire because it gives yeah. people a place to to feel—you know—seen, feel heard, feel important. Yeah. Like I think that at my like I'm 39 years old, turning 40 next year. Like I'm yeah. gray in the beard. Like I'm. Sure. I'm not your young, like 20, 21, 22, 23, 24 year old, like sales guy.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, <clears throat> but what keeps me, I think, in this space, like, and I still have a lot of unfinished business. Like, I am, by yeah, any, you got a like, lot of things coming. I don't feel um, tired necessarily. Like, am, am I getting old? And, Like, I don't rebound as sure. quick, you know? Like, but like, 40s, 40s totally, like, I'm still young. Yeah. But, what keeps me in the space, what keeps me working with these 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 year old, like I'll call them kids, you know, but like yeah. it's a young man, young women, um, is that I feel like in this industry, a company ran right, whether it's us or the grit or Hawks or Vivint, like, sure. like, you know, spout them all off. Like if a company's running the right way and they really do care about their people, there there's going to be that, that tribal feeling, yeah, that feeling of inclusivity, that feeling of I can belong, whether it's at the whole entire company level. And, and yeah, the bigger the company, the less you might not feel, the less you feel maybe connected to the CEO, Mm -hmm. but the more you feel connected to your, your Your partner or your regional or your team leader or your divisional. And so I think that, that what really helps with this job, because this job is you're out there on, you're isolated by yourself on the doors during the day. You're, you know, you're alone at night, the the end of the day to live in your own thoughts and feelings, but when you get together for those team meetings or those trainings or the activities or the bonding and the trips, like that is what creates that tribal feeling and that I belong feeling. And yeah. what I, what I feel, what, what I think matters or, or can make a big difference in that is, is, not that we all shouldn't aspire to be golden door winners and the highest reps on the team, but something that I've learned from Jordan Clarkson mm-hmm. on, on the jazz, when he first came to the jazz, he was like coach team, I'm six man. I'm coming off the bench. I don't need to be a starter. Wow. I don't have to be the guy that comes off, that comes off out the gate on the floor. I can play my role because I know in this role as yeah. six, and he was six man of the year, like that year, like he okay. won it. Yeah. Um, as six man, I can come off when my other people, when my, when my main guys need a break, I can go in and I can shoot. I can t- change the pace of the game, Yeah. but I'm also not the guy that everyone's watching film. Like as yeah. I've learned, like, you, you on your team or in your group, like, and I'm not saying you shouldn't all aspire to be, you know, that, sure. that golden door. But again, like I'm a, like, I'm, a, if someone comes to me looks, I'm going to, if they're giving their heart and soul every day on the doors yeah, and that's resulting in one or two sales, like I would bet on that person and totally. want that person on my team more than the guy that could go out there and do a million in revenue a year and only does 500 because he's not giving his all.
0: Yeah,
1: Like I look at effort and intent in a lot yeah. of life. Like is this person myself too. Like that's my like ultimate end of my life. If I'm judged and there's Mm -hmm. some gate that's going to open up and let me, you know, go to heaven. Like at that gate, I hope the two questions are, was your heart in the right place? Most of the time. So intent. Mm -hmm. And did you work your hardest as often as you could like effort? Did you put in the effort? Was your heart in the right place? And so I look for people like that. I will bet on those people all day long. like, and, and so I, I can't remember exactly where I was going, going with that. Cause my, my mind is, you know, racing, but, um, what I'll, what I'll say the is, community yeah. Life. Yeah. Like, Nicole, yeah. And yeah. So I community. want people in my community or in my circle or my tribe that are going to put in their best effort yeah. as often as they can. And I'm, I don't expect perfection Yeah. and that are going to have the right, their heart in the right place. Most of the time, like yeah. we're going to make mistakes. Sometimes you get blinded by your, your desires or your, you know, your, your intentions, but Most of the time, was your heart in the right place? Most of the time, were you putting in the effort? Yes. Like, so like learning that, and I'm not saying you should aspire to be a sixth man or come off the bench on your team, but everybody has their place. Everybody, there's Mm -hmm. a leader, there's the coach, there's the back office. Like, so like build your teams. If there's managers listening to this, like build your teams the same way a sports organization does. You can't have everybody on your team be a Kobe, you can't have everybody be a LeBron or be a, you know, be a Jordan. Because who's going to pass the ball? Who's going to who's going to trust the other Jordan to take yeah. the game-winning shot? Like the ball's going to stay there and never move down the court because like you're the guy. Totally. And every team can't have every team be him. Yeah. You know, and so you have your coach, you have your starting lineup, you have your second string, you have your strategy people, you have the guys that are watching film with you, you have the owner or the back office. You know, that's more of like yeah. the, you know, it's like yeah. yeah, that's, you look at the teams you love and respect that are winning. Mm-hmm. The team doesn't isn't stacked. The team has the right people operating in the right roles, cool. and the leader or the coach and his team has been cognizant or aware enough of their abilities and created a culture within that to like know everybody knows their role. Yeah, everybody's going to execute in their role, and that's where the magic happens. Yeah. No, I love that. I uh, I
0: think there's it, it, and the common theme of kind of what we've talked about too is just like everybody loves feeling wanted, loved, and valued, right? Yeah. And and that is core part of ourselves that we all enjoy experiencing within relationships with others. And let that be a focus as yeah. a, on your team, right? Like perf- money is a byproduct. Yep. Performance is a byproduct. And it'll look different for everybody to some extent, but I think the people, the teams, the companies that can build that, that vibe, the community feel there, they're, they're going to have a leg up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it satisfies a different part of ourselves that really, if we don't have it, we would be willing to spend an insane amount of money to get mm-hmm. it. And that's feeling connected. Yeah. We all crave it, yeah. Which I think has been kind of this overarching theme of giving and and connection and loving and and providing that for people and and living that value and trusting that you know, uh, the things will come around, yeah. you know, Yep. which you've lived. And I feel like you haven't just lived it, but like, you've actually, I think, reaped some of the benefits <laughs> of it too. Not that that was what you were shooting for. Yeah. But it really is. There's a,
1: a book called the go giver Yeah. that I, I recommend everybody reads. Um, it's by Bob Berg and yeah. it talks about like, if you give, there's going to be a yeah. law of reciprocation that happens eventually. Yep. Um, if you're giving for the right reasons. Yeah. And like it kind for of reasons. changes the narrative of the go-getter that's like, I gotta go get, 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 and is always on the hamster wheel. Sure. And it's like, I gotta give. And if I'm giving of my time, my value, my talents, my energy, of the resources I have and providing again, providing value, mm-hmm. then value will be returned at the rate or more. It just does. Yeah. And and the more you give, the more you do get. Like in that and that again shouldn't be the reason because again, the second the motives change. And greed enters the chat, like mm-hmm. things slow down oh, man, or, or, so they de- or they derail. And like, so for me, it's just give, like, it's just give and uh, provide value. The yeah, fa- faster
0: you can learn that lesson, yep. the better. If And building a business will teach you that real quick too. Because yeah. yep. there's a lot of moments for, you're always got to check your intentions. Mm-hmm. And I've had to intentionally always focus on, Actually giving is what probably popped it off. Yeah. <laughs> truthfully. Yep. And and it was just the intent is where my intention was. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. But I've had to revalue that all yeah. throughout the process I mean, of growth. Your you know? time
1: is valuable. Yeah. And like you have to make sure that your time spent helping sure. your clients just the boundaries is yeah. providing for your family and your you're like putting food on your table and cover like you you can't do it for free. As much as you'd yeah. love to be yeah. in a position yeah. to like do it for yeah. free. I think that also when people are paying for service, whether it's therapy or counseling or mindset or coaching, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Like when you're ponying up like a gym membership or you're paying for it, like you're putting in it, like you're putting something in. And so you're going to get something out of it. Yeah. Like if it's a free lunch, free lunch, free lunch all the time. Yeah. Like you also just start to devalue that as well. And you don't listen to the counsel, like the, the advice. Yeah. And so like, I think that you're again, and that's, that to me would be a, a, a hard kind of business to run being the giver that I am. Yeah. And like, and I think we're very similar. And so you've had to dial it in and you've yeah. had to like certain times stand your ground. We're like, no, this is my rate. Yeah. And this I, and I do. I, and I do. And I was like, you know, this is
0: my rate. This is the boundaries with that, the expectations. Yeah. And I have that all laid out. Yeah. I think sometimes where it's hard for me is when I have a deep connection with my client and they know that and there's a genuine love there. But then there's a, because there's a transaction attached to yeah. it, there's a small part of them of like, do you really though love yeah. me? And I'm like, man, I wish you could see my heart. Yeah. And most clients for sure always feel that there's a gin, but there's, you know, depending yeah. on where they're.
1: But it's the same thing in the industry, like the, <laughs> yeah. the manager to rep, to rep relation, like that manager yeah. is making an override. There's no secret to that. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's not, and it's okay. It's not <laughs> that if, if this rep goes out and produces that manager makes money. Cause if the rep actually doesn't produce enough yeah, then and do, lose then he, he loses money and sometimes loses a lot of money, like yeah. I've lost a lot of money on reps that I yeah, freaking no love. And and so for me, again, operating from that, it's not. Hey, I'm going to recruit a lot of people to make a lot of money. Yeah. It's if I can help a lot of people succeed, the yeah. byproduct is. is this override that yes. I'm earning and working. And I think that again, like we've done it. Oh man, such um, a good grits done message. it like with standardized pay plans. It puts everything out in the open. Like this is what a rookie rep makes. This is your experienced rep pay scale. This is your manager. This is your regional. Yep. Like putting that out in the open. Like we all used to operate in this like. Yeah, everybody's Secret. on a different deal. And like yeah, two yeah. two rookies, one could have negotiated something or one could have threatened yeah. to leave. And like to be able to operate now with this like, well, what is my manager making on me? Here it is. What is this guy making? Here it is. Yeah. Like you want to make that? Do this. It's produced transparency, honesty. And and like yeah. that has has our shift over doing that well, like three years ago is when we kind of piloted it, and then two years ago, and we're we're you know, we're we're year three now into standardized pay plans across the company culturally, from a trust standpoint, like it has been huge a game changer because everybody knows what's in it for everybody else. Yeah. And there's no more of like these two car guy two, car, two cart miners driving out. they one happens to leave a paycheck open. right That guy sold less accounts, but his paycheck's bigger and now there's this like, well, why is he making more? Like it totally. And, and so I, I think that again, like adding value is is that. And like for you, like you mentioned the word transaction, like because your, your job is transactional, sure like sometimes people where i think where people mess up the value game is they try to get transactional first and interactional second mm. but i i i think that the right way to live and this is me is before you can ever have a transaction you have to have an interaction you have to interact and then if a transaction that's a byproduct and the right. transaction yeah. might not ever happen
0: yeah
1: or it might happen years down the road yeah like i've had people that have decided to come work with active or work with me or or like pitch it's me on business yeah. ideas yeah. that I didn't ever even intend to, but it's because of the interactions that I've had with them when they finally got to that fork in they road in their life. Do I do this or that? Yeah. My, mind, my name pops into their head and they're like, three hey. years ago, you reached out. We've talked. You've felt supportive. I felt support by you. I'm in this crossroads in my life.
0: Yeah.
1: Do I do this? And sometimes it's not even like, come work for me, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. It's dude, like do that. Bet on yourself. Go do that. Go start your own company. Go do this. Go do that. Like uh, either way, I'm your cheerleader, dude. I'm still. I was rooting for you when you were with a competitor. I'm going to root for you when you're the owning owning the competing company. Like, yeah, I'm just. So you have to interact before you can ever transact. That's part of the reason. Yeah. Or else it becomes it's transactional and it doesn't matter. Yeah. I
0: mean, that's part of the reason. I mean, you putting it in that realm, I'm like, I've had people be like, why don't you get rid of the free call that I do? Mm Because I do a free call. Yeah. It's my favorite call. Yeah. I, well, I love all my calls, but I really enjoy the the first free one, <laughs> yeah. which is funny because I don't get paid on it. But I, I really enjoy it because it's just, hey, let's just casually chat, no mm-hmm. like let's just get to know each other and see if it makes sense. We could talk about that. If not, whatever. Yeah. But I it, it never just totally that. no. And I won't. <laughs> yeah. I won't. And because you're right, that actually is thinking about it, I never thought about. It. I'm there's no way transactions more transaction hasn't. It's happened more mm-hmm. because of that opportunity, just to casually chat. That's risk free. But, just I, us to but I
1: assume that you're also like. I assume you're also selective. I'm, I assume you don't take. Well, on yeah, that like, is also why I do. There's like, other reasons too. Yeah, before you like, it's not always a good. Yeah, if it's me. like, if it's yeah. like, hey, let's here's this call. Venmo me before the call happens. We'll get it set up. Like yeah. then there's the disputed charge. Like if it's not sure. a good fit, then you're like, you have to send it back to them. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, dude, this guy didn't yeah. like me. But like yeah. they're in, they're more deflated than they were when they called you the first time, yeah. or. Or there's this like you 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 know that your personality isn't going to like yeah you're you have to uh, again like you can't draw from there's it a too lot of well. problems I avoid yeah. you have to say okay like I this person's probably not a good fit for me yeah, like which happens so you have to you have to be disciplined in yeah. in who you're letting into your life who you're letting pull from your resources yeah um, from like a longer term standpoint like yeah is that is that going to keep me from giving somebody 20 bucks or 100 bucks at the gas station? Yeah. No. Like cuz I'm I'm ever, ever going to see that person again probably not. Like so I shouldn't be like oh this person's going to drain me, like I shouldn't give. Yeah. But the long-term relationships, which when you in your business and my business, totally like they're typically a longer-term relationship. Yep. Yep. Like you have to be cautious of who you allow into your long-term yep. like pipeline of That's who's true. draining you and who's adding. And when they have breakthroughs, it refills, it's a replenishing, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, yes, he did it. And then they have their hard days and you're like, then they, they kind of take back and then they replenish and take back and that's, and that's, that's life. But like, I think that in, in, in our industry, specifically in like the door to door direct sales, like you shouldn't hire everybody. No, you shouldn't. Anyone that says they want to try it shouldn't, you need to be disciplined in who you're hiring as managers and who you're, who you're basically saying you're on my team Yeah. And it's not like, oh, yeah, if they succeed, they succeed. It's not throwing the noodles at the wall or yeah. throwing whatever at the wall and see what sticks. It's, I mean, I, I historically turn away about a third of the people that I interview. Yeah. It's like, no, like go try sales in cell phones or go try selling cars like, or maybe, yeah. Go try yeah. a job as a server and see how you do with weights and tips. And if you're getting bigger tips than your other weight staff, then like that shows like you kind of have yeah. it. Like then yeah. do that and come back and let's talk. Cool. Um, and so, yeah, I think that you you have to be cautious in, in your, your coaching line of work or in recruiting and growth, like who you let in to your, to your resources. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I, there's no doubt in my mind guests have enjoyed this podcast. Well, I hope so. Hopefully (laughs) I I have, (laughs) um, before I, before we leave, just what is, if there's one thing that you're going to be like with my experience in sales, and remember we're talking with sales guys, what, what is this like one thing and maybe it's already been talked about. It probably has, but one thing that you just leave them with of like, hey, this is something that's really helped and valued my life. This is probably going to help yours too. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, as we're moving towards twenty twenty four, like um, I think of the number twenty four, which I think of Kobe. Okay. Um, and I think a lot of people mistake what Mamba mentality really is. Like, if you really dive into Kobe's mindset, Kobe operated in this like indifferent. And I would say assertive, middle yeah, ground, not alpha, not beta, not uh, aggressive, not passive. Like he delivered what he said he was going to deliver. Like, don't get me wrong. Like if he set yeah, up to make yeah. the game winning shot, he made the game winning shot. But I think Kobe operated from this indifference stage. And I think that when I had my best sales days, my best sales summers, my best recruiting years, I was operating from that same like indifference where mm-hmm. – over like the shorter the shorter wins, like did I win today or did I lose today? Didn't matter. Like mm-hmm. I went out, yes, did I want to sell 5 or 10 or 20 or break records? Absolutely. yeah But I didn't let my decisions dict- be dictated by that like mindset. I knew that if I showed up for enough days and put in enough time in it for yeah. enough days in a row, I was going to look back and I was going to look at all the wins that were stacked. So I think to, to I guess to, to wrap that up, is I think like as we're going into Kobe's year, like we're wrapping up Jordan's year 23. <laughs> like, and, and that we really embraced that at yeah, this year. We, we really that. like embrace the Jordan summer. We had to have a comeback. We needed that to is, do some stuff and, and we did, did it. it. You know, and you know, we're going into Kobe's year. So Mamba mentality is a really big focus. We're going to be that drumming cool. that a ton at, at, at my company. I hope other companies embrace that too. Like it's a special year. If you yeah. like, you can pull yeah. some meaning from yeah. it. You can. And for me, that, that indifference is I really didn't care mm-hmm whether I sold one that day I mean I did not want to didn't want sure. to sell zero sure. didn't de- and I knew I knew I wasn't going to come home with a zero I knew that if I put in the time 8 yeah, 9 10 hours on the day yeah. on the doors I would find a sale yeah and like I had one I've only had one zero in my entire career and it was a day where like my my daughter was like 6 or 7 weeks old it was that period sure. of crying and like I had like to date myself, it was like that big Motorola, like thumb sized, like <laughs> headset on with my flip phone or whatever. Like, um, I was on a headset with my wife. My daughter was, you know, crying. It was a rough day. I was in Arizona. It was hot. And like, my mind just wasn't in it.
0: Yeah.
1: I had to go home that day. My first summer selling right, is zero on the board. And the next day I got a call from someone that said, Hey, you were, you were on my door. I was busy. You didn't seem like you were like super sure. engaged, like you must have been tired. It was hot. I get it. But we do have a bug problem. Can you still take care of us? Wow. Called the person back, signed them up. So like that to me was like the work I put in yesterday, even though it was a zero, mm-hmm. the work I put in still resulted in something. And it will always and leave. it was a little bit delayed. But I think that we need to learn more about delayed gratification yeah. in, in this job in life. And and so like I learned then that if I put in the time, I just trust the process. And yeah. so I, I learned like that, you know, for me, That's that Mamba favorite. mentality yeah. was come what may and love it, like, I don't need to see the results. I need to trust the process. Yeah. And, and so for me, it was whether I sell 10 or I sell one, mm-hmm. I'm going to put in the same effort, my best effort that day. And was, was that effort that day, the same as my effort the next day from like a percentage or calories exerted or steps mm-hmm. taken or doors knocked? No. But I put in my best effort that day, and I saw the results. Yeah, and then like fast forward, my best day ever—I sold twenty-two accounts in a day. Wow! And I remember getting back to my my apartment, the office apartment, that night, Mm -hmm. and I started knocking at eight thirty in the morning. Made my last sale like ten forty-five at night. Wow! Like it was a long, long day. Like eating a fruit roll-up out of the back (laughs) of the car. Like like eating some Ritz crackers. Like chugging Gatorades. Like it was like one of those days. And I remember walking back into the apartment and all the reps were there like that pizza waiting. And like, I, I think they were expecting me to like, I don't know if you remember that meme and maybe you can post it on the video or whatever, but like, where like the older guy kind of walks into the locker room and like oh, yeah, the whole yeah, football, yeah. all the football players yeah. are like, yeah. And like, and the, the guy's just, he's in the zone totally, or like, or like a, what's his name? Steve Ballmer, the owner, is it Steve Ballmer, owner of the Clippers? Okay. Um, whatever. Oh, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. like he, like, he's like, he's always just so high. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't feel that. Like I got home and I walked in the door and I was like, it was, a, today was a good day to have a good day. Yeah. And it's process. Like, how do you feel? Process was, how do you feel? i like, I feel good. Yeah. And I went out the next day and sold like two or three. Like yeah. I remember the exact, and like I got home and I felt good. Yeah. But if I would have based my, my worth totally. off of my 23 day, the next day I sold two or three, I would have felt, yeah. you know, if you're looking at like a negative 20, negative 20, then you got to pull yourself back out. Man, so much value in faith. Yeah. And so person. so for yeah. me, I, I think like the, the true definition of Mamba mentality is, is put in the work and the results will speak for themselves. Are you oh. always going to win the game? No. It's unrealistic to think you're always going to win. Yeah. But it's also unre- unrealistic to think you're always going to lose. And if you like... But it's realistic to always say, I can put in the work. Yep. Exactly. Trust. Amen.
0: That's okay. it right there. That's it. <laughs> well... Kyle, thanks for coming on, dude. That was super enjoyable. I loved it. I know the listeners will too. So thanks for coming on, man. Awesome. No worries. Thanks for having me.